Ground control to Major Tom. You heard me. It's a sing-along. Don't be afraid. Let's do at this one. Ground control to Major Tom. What the hell was David Bowie singing about? Take your protein pills and put your helmet on? This guy clearly did not go to space camp. David Bowie just wrote a song about astronauts without researching anything about astronauts. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills. Protein pills? Really, David? You thought the astronauts just needed some protein pills? Is it even about astronauts? Am I misreading this? I don't even really know the song that well. It just came to me, though. I feel like the beginning of a podcast. We're working our way up to something. Little three, two, one. Ground control. Huh. It's a good little warm-up. What are protein pills, anyways? Don't astronauts just eat that stuff in silver envelopes? Like dried ice cream and dried pasta? Turns out I did not go to space camp either. All right, I did not mean to start this way, but I think I have to Google the lyrics. Right here on the old Here We Go podcast, I'm just going to Google the lyrics. David Bowie, Space Oddity. Lyrics. All right. Ground control to Major Tom. Who's Major Tom? I don't think he told us yet. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Tom always forgot to put his helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six. This feels like a good countdown. Commencing countdown. Engines on. Four, three. Check ignition and may God's love be with you. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made the grade. And the papers want to know whose shirts you wear? Really? The paper wants to know that? Now it's time to leave the capsule, if you dare. This is Major Tom to ground control. Oh, we've switched. We have switched characters. Major Tom is now checking in with us. So he says, I'm stepping through the door, and I'm floating in a most peculiar way. Wow. He doesn't sound very prepared for outer space. He's like, this is peculiar, and the stars look very different today. For here, am I sitting in a tin can far above the world? Planet Earth is blue, and there's nothing I can do. Oh, Major Tom. You son of a bitch. All right, well, if we're on the topic of music and legendary musicians like David Bowie to start this podcast, let me just bring up one fact of life. And this is something that more people need to think about. Wolfgang is a man's name. All right, that's clearly not my best thought of the week, but it's one of my thoughts. Listening to KDFC in the morning, classical music. To get me ready for another lovely work day. I got my man Ray White, the DJ in the morning, with his soft, calming voice. And he tells you who the artist was after every song. And earlier this week, he just said, that was Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. And I went, no shit. His parents went with Wolfgang. And I know there's also a chef named Wolfgang Puck. Any others I'm forgetting? Does anybody know a Wolfgang? How do you do that? Mom, dad, mom's pregnant. They're playing the old, what should we name our baby game? Which is fun. And they land on Wolfgang and their eyes light up. 
any parents that have actually named their son Wolfgang weren't kidding. They said, yeah, this is a lifelong commitment. It just shouldn't be a name. I don't even feel like it should be an option. I feel like that's a form of abuse to start a kid off in that direction. In kindergarten, teacher's taking role and she lands on Wolfgang. Immediately, this teacher wonders, what's wrong with your parents? Why? Where? What's the meaning? We all know the animal. In a large pack, it's a gang. And that's your name? See, if I say Mozart, it sounds so nice. Yeah, I've been listening to Mozart lately. What a genius. But if I say Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, you immediately go, that's his first name? Huh. Huh. Now here's a little trivia. Do you know Beethoven's first name? Do you? Do you? Ludwig. That's not quite Wolfgang, but that's also a terrible name. Ludwig? Luddy Lud? I feel like that'll be uh, it for my musical portion of this show today. Episode 52, we made it. We made it this far. Today's one of those Thursdays that feels like a Friday. I don't even know how to describe it. But we've all been there. The end of a work day on Thursday and you go, no way. No way. We got one more of these? Kind of feel like I uh, exhausted everything I've got. Ain't got much left in the tank. But that's what coffee's for. For good times. And tired times always on your side. Forevermore. You didn't think I could hit those notes. It's in my register. Don Francisco's Hazelnut Medium Roast. Tomorrow's going to be a four cups of coffee day. Actually, that's excessive. That's unhealthy. But definitely three. Oh, yeah. And can we share some things about ourselves? I'm now a black coffee guy. I grew up. You hold on to that cream. I don't need it. Almond milk? No, thanks. Any sort of sweetener no longer appeals to me. So I don't have to get in the conversation of, you know, sweet and low is bad for you. You know, equals bad for you. You know, stevia. No, 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 no. I'm good. Just the taste of bitter black coffee staining my teeth. That's all I need. I'm good. Let these eyelids open up a little bit. A little bit. All right, let's officially start this episode. No more of that nonsense. No more of that bull shit. And that's when you spell bool like B-O-O-O-O-W-L. No more of that bool shit. It's a much more fun way to say that word. But I need to bring something up. So I'll just say it. The amount of videos people are going to see of themselves as babies and toddlers later in life when they're older is going to be a little eerie. Honestly, think about that. Us parents. Us new parents of little kids right now. We're taking a lot of videos, right? And we're probably going to save these videos in the cloud somewhere. And we're taking videos of these kids doing things that don't matter. Hey, he's eating corn. Look, 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 look. He's playing with a stuffed animal. Ooh, she's on a swing. Take a two-minute video. She's on a swing. And it actually warms our hearts. These videos are just for us. But do you think about the kid? The kid is going to have access later in life, the adult years, to see what life looked like before they had memories. In a way, some people are saying, that's really cool. That's really cool that life is going to be so documented. I couldn't disagree more. I love the fact 
that I don't have a catalog of 300 videos to watch of me as a baby. I don't even know why I would not enjoy it. Perhaps because the old nuclear family crumbled. Oh, come on now, an overshare? But in all honesty, I only think there's three videos of me total before my adult years. I remember there's one home video. I think a family friend had a camcorder at my fifth birthday party and my dad did magic in the backyard and I put my Halloween costume on early and in the video, you could see my parents telling me, uh, yeah, no, why don't you put that back? I was cookie monster. So in my fifth birthday video, I come out with the old Halloween costume and I'm being told, uh, no, why don't you keep that in the closet, pal? Hold on to that for late October. And then I come back out and I just look sad. I have this look in my eyes like, you know something? I kind of wanted to be the cookie monster today. I'm good. No, I'm good. Let's go on with the show. You rolling? So I hate that video, actually. And it's still at my mom's house. And then fast forward, of course, my bar mitzvah, where the prepubescent voice is on display on the bima, reading from the Torah, which is a perfect time for a young kid with a screechy voice to be singing out of the Torah and chanting, in front of your friends. So got that VHS, planning to watch it at never o'clock. And then I'm thinking maybe there was a soccer coach who filmed one of our seasons and made a highlight tape. And that's it. I was born in 1981. So up until smartphones, meaning that we could all just take videos of ourselves, there's not much footage of my life. It's kind of cool. I think like the last podcast, that means you have to tell a story and paint a picture. You can't just show someone, yeah, uh, here's my adolescence. Hours and hours and hours of this life catalog. But these kids, these babies right now, they're going to have all these videos. I think that would be eerie if I could just take a look at myself at age three. My parents, how they interacted with me, the books I was reading. Some of you were saying that would be cool. I don't know why. I just think that would be so awkward. Footage, actual video. See, photos, that can be nice and nostalgic once in a while or painful for some people. I don't know. But the amount of videos, if saved. Now, if everyone's just deleting this videos and they're floating away into the ether, never to be seen again, then what I'm saying is senseless and meaningless. But if people are going to save these to show the kids later in life, I think it'll be interesting to see how they will react and know that, yes, these videos of you naked in a bathtub, those were on Facebook. These videos of you crying at ice cream. Yeah, that was on Instagram. Just you were on display. You were publicly presented to our group of friends and all of these comments underneath. They're all about you before you even knew what life was. And for me to even say that there were a few videos of me before my adult years, that's new. About our parents, our grandparents, there's no footage of them. There's no footage. My great-grandpa? Zero footage. No one ever filmed that guy. I'll never see how he walked, how he talked. It'll just be word of mouth. Word of mouth is a beautiful thing. It's kind of the reason why I love these podcasts. I love listening. A good podcast. You know, when I listen to all these comedians, Pete Holmes, Bobby Lee, Mark Maron, Theo Vaughn. Speaking of Theo Vaughn, my buddy Rick and I are going to see him in July. And yes, we got VIP passes for the little meet and greet. You're damn right. Cobb's Comedy Club, July. I've never been so excited. 
This is the longest I've ever gone in my adult life between comedy shows. I have not seen live stand-up comedy since April. It's been 11 months when I saw Nick Swardson. 11 months. My soul needs to be filled. Speaking of stand-up, the Amy Schumer special on Netflix, Dynamite. Actually, let me take it a step further. I don't just want to review it and say it was funny like all of these specials. I actually think it was important. That's a bigger word than funny. For a comedy special to be important, she's pregnant and she talks about some things that are just so brutally real. I think all couples, husbands and wives, should watch her most recent special called Growing. Amy Schumer's always been funny. Her first special was the best and you keep wondering, is she going to fall off? Is she going to fall off? She's become quite a celebrity in movies, but she finally got married. Now she's pregnant. And what she talks about in this special at times, kind of similar to Chris Rock. I'm not laughing so hard out loud, but I'm just nodding my head like, yes, preach. Yes, 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 yes. Let these comments out. There's so many misconceptions about pregnancy and she just tackles all of them. She's so self-deprecating, but I think the value of that is trying to empower women and not just women, but all people that they could be honest about this shit. Parenthood. So hard at times. And of course, people want to display it on social media as if it's just bubblegum and rainbows and kittens, bells and whistles and fun fun in the sun. But we all know the dark underbelly of some of those nights where you're stressed beyond belief. And she's not even there yet. She's just in the pregnancy phase. She's having a rough pregnancy. But there's something about the special that I just thought was good. Good for feminism. Good for equality. Good for liberty. Good for justice. Am I still on topic? Or have I gone in a new direction? Did I zig? Did I zag? But I recommend it. Amy Schumer's new special. I think it puts her in the discussion of important females in U.S. history. I don't even know if I'm kidding right now. But why aren't comedians in that category of like historical figures? Shouldn't they be? Aren't these the people we rely on to point out things in society that are absurd or need to be addressed? I know journalists are supposed to do that as well. And maybe good politicians, but we got a lot of bad ones too. So if I just say, who are some of the most significant and noteworthy Historical figures in American history. Female. What comes to mind? Michelle Obama. I'm reading her book right now. Pretty good. A little boring at first, but you know it's going to heat up when she meets Barack. Solid as Barack. Who else? Amelia Earhart. Am I mispronouncing that? Amelia, what did I call her? Earhart. Come on, Rosenberg. Learn to talk, pal. Coretta Scott King. Martin Luther King's wife. How about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? If you have not seen her documentary, see it. Of course, Rosa Parks is on a lot of lists. Important women in U.S. history. Who's coming to mind? Harriet Tubman? Of course she's on your list. Eleanor Roosevelt? Yup. Melania? God, no. But back to Amy. I'm putting her on the list after this special. Watch the comedy special and tell me I'm wrong. She says enough things where you go, yeah, that's historic. Yeah, she's going to open up some doors for women to feel a certain way. No more misconceptions. No more hiding behind the facade that you think is acceptable in society. I'm describing this like it's a political speech. It actually was a comedy special, but I just felt like that was special. That was an actual special special. 
They call them all specials. They're not. Actually, most of them are not special. Too many comics get specials, but hers was special. And she's my exact age, so I like to use her as a barometer. Not of status, but just what we should look like. I look at Amy, and it's like looking in the mirror. I go, yep, that's what we look like at age 37. And not our best anymore, but still not bad. Not bad. I got some angles in the mirror that work for me. You know, the right lighting, the right mirror, suck in from the side angle. I'm about two years away from Spanx. Two, maybe three years away from Spanx. I'll get there. I think we all know I'm on that path. Wolfgang is a real guy's name. It is. There have been baby boys, cute baby boys in swings named Wolfgang. Is that doing anything for you? No. How about this one? Hand sanitizer. I like knowing that I was alive to witness the before and after of very significant things. Hand sanitizer is now so normal, right? We just go, yeah, put some hand sanitizer on your hands, squirt some of that on there, and then no more germs. I know a lot of parents carry it around after diaper changes in public. There's not always a sink around. That's what hand sanitizer sounds like. Put some in your palm. Slab it around. Now your hands are clean. Well, guess what, pal? I actually remember vividly the first time I ever saw hand sanitizer being used and I couldn't really comprehend what I was watching. So before I get to that, I just want to tell you, it's so normal to me that just this past week, someone from IT, that means a computer person from the district, came into my classroom and as he introduced himself, we shook hands and his handshake was a little clammy. It was kind of wet Uh, Damp. I don't want to say wet, but it just felt a little sweaty. So as he's still standing in my classroom talking to me, I don't even realize I'm doing this, but I reach for the hand sanitizer and I start squirting it and rubbing it in and he's looking at me and he kind of laughed and I went, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like that clearly sent the message that I think you're gross and dirty, sir. I could have waited for him to leave the room. I should have waited for him to leave the room, but no. Just after that clammy handshake, I felt the need to rectify the dirty situation, and he watched all of it. I thought it was funny, because I was like, okay, you just saw me do that. What's wrong with me? Very offensive to immediately sanitize. And by the way, why are we still shaking hands? For the germaphobes like me? Enough. How about a fist bump or a hug? Actually, that's what Roseanne Barr used to say when she revealed that she has OCD. She's like, if you ever see me, just a hug. Okay, a handshake, that's a little intimate. And I agree. Where's that hand been? Ugh. Everybody should sanitize after a handshake with a stranger. Ugh. That's spelled I-C-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H. But enough about my bar mitzvah. So yeah, hand sanitizer. I was in high school. My English teacher, a beautiful lady, a wonderful woman, Miss Butero. I'll even drop her name. She was a good teacher. And it was just on her desk. And I didn't understand what it was. Was it syrup? Was it hand soap? Was it detergent of some sort? But as class was starting, you know, she just naturally squirted a little dollop into her palms and I had to raise my hand. Uh, Miss Butera, what did you just do? Don't you need to find a sink and rinse? And she explained to me, this is probably 1997, 98. She explained to me, no, this is Purell. And she even let me use a little, and I didn't like it. It smelled like gin. At least I think that's what smelled like gin. 
But it was the 90s. It was a different time. A lot of things smelled like gin back then. And it was totally abnormal. It was very futuristic. I said, wow, this is going to replace washing hands. Well, not exactly. People still wash their hands. But a lot of people just carry it nonchalant. I was there before. Does that mean we were just a dirtier civilization before hand sanitizer? Were more of us getting sick? Do we even really need it? These questions, plus traffic and weather tonight on KTVU. All right, I had a realization. You ready for this? You ready for this realization? I don't remember much of what I say, but I do remember what others say. And I don't know if there's a psychological term for this, if I have a condition. And I've noticed that a lot of my friends, I call them friendship historians, they like to bring up stories. My group of friends, we like to tell stories from the past. I don't know why. We spend a lot of minutes together just, hey, you remember when? Hey, do you remember when? We're one of those groups. I think we really love certain memories, certain ridiculous memories. Most groups of friends like this. And if you study how the memory works, there's certain you know compartments of our brain that hold on to certain things. And I hold on to a lot, especially when it comes to sports, pop culture. It seems like every movie I've ever seen I don't just remember the movie. I can remember the experience, who I watched it with, if I was in the theater, if I was on the couch with somebody, if I was alone. It's weird. I can remember movie experiences. I can remember most concerts. I can remember when somebody says something profound to me. However, I have very little recollection of anything I've ever said to people. That's why when I was on the radio and I'd meet people who listen to the show, I never understood when they expressed their memories of something I said. I go, really? I I don't remember saying that constantly you know in 51 episodes of doing this podcast i don't really remember a ton but i know i like to be in the flow i know i like to click that red circle on audacity and just start talking but when it's over and i say i'll talk to you soon hey what a catchphrase mr clever i'll talk to you soon cool guy over here i just know all right that felt like enough that felt like enough and then i move on a week later i do another podcast and i don't remember quite what i said but i like that some people are listening And I mean, few, but some are listening and they'll probably remember a little more. I think this is odd though, that I I don't have many recollections of what I've said to people throughout the years. I have a friend, Sarah, who remembers everything, knows everybody's birthday, remembers what you wore to certain things. It's weird. You know who Mary Lou Henner is? Do you? Mary Lou Henner from Taxi. Have I already talked about this? I feel like reaching 52 podcasts means there's going to be some repetition. You're going to hear some of the same old shit. But Mary Lou Henner, beautiful redhead from Taxi, an actress, she actually has total recall memory. 60 Minutes on CBS did a piece on this. There are some Americans that actually remember everything about every day they've ever lived. You think I'm kidding? Nope. Google it. Mary Lou Henner, M-A-R. Why do I have to do that? You're not typing it right now, but M-A-R-I-L-U, Mary Lou. Okay, not L-O-U. You're like, shut up. Move on with it. She remembers every day of her life vividly. There's a glitch in her brain that causes her to categorize each day of every year she's ever lived. You think I'm kidding? Watch this special on 60 Minutes. They call it Superior Human autobiographical memory, also known as total recall memory. And it's also known as something scientific, but you could say to Mary Lou Henner and everybody else in this group, it's like a very select few who can access everything about a certain day. If it's 25 years ago, you just say to them, October 2nd, 
1984. And she'll go, oh, that was a Tuesday. It was raining. I was late to work that day. I had a spinach salad for lunch. I got in a fight with my husband, but we made up and then had hot sex. No, I'm just kidding. But she was able to be that vivid with every detail. And everybody on this panel was the same way. And at that point, I thought, that's a curse. You do not want that. And they even alluded to that, that some of these people feel like, no, you know, if I could bring a sad memory, a bad memory, a painful memory so close to the surface, just by thinking about a certain day in my life, that's tough. That's almost beyond belief. That's sad. You know, think about all the painful moments you've had. What if you could just immediately bring that to the surface? I love how much I've forgotten. You know, memories are weird. There's certain things I hang on to, but... What percentage of days have I forgotten in my life? I'd like to say 92. 92% of all days I've ever lived, I have forgotten. It's just a cycle. You wake up, you do your day, you're back in bed. Most days, nothing really stands out. Even if it was a good day, nothing really stands out as memorable. That's why we all have to add some novelty to our life and hope that something stands out. No one wants to just live in a monotonous blur of redundancy. Nobody. Even if you're happy, healthy, even if you're financially secure and you have shelter, if you had to sign up for a life that is just a blur of monotony, that in a weird way sounds like suffering. I think people do in a very subconscious way. I think people do want to experience all emotions. You know, no one would ever say, I'd like a sad day, but don't you kind of need it? It's like a South Park episode. Don't you need sad days to really cherish the good ones? Oh boy. One thing I do remember though, I was just reading about memory, how it works. It's pretty fascinating. But one thing I do remember are certain dreams. I had a few students that said they don't remember any dreams. They actually were not sure if they even dreamed at all or dreamt at all. Uh-oh, I don't know, which is the right word. If they've ever dreamed, if they've ever dreamt. But dreams are so odd in the sense that most of them, like 99%, you forget by breakfast. Like you could wake up and be thinking about it as you brush your teeth in your first five minutes of the day and then they just vanish. Goodbye. Never to be seen again. But there's a few. I think a lot of people just have a few that'll stay with them forever. And it's weird when you can access them. You know what I'm saying? Do you? What about you? Okay, you don't. What about you? Any dream? You ever remember any dreams? By the way, what are dreams? By the way, what are we doing? Going unconscious on a mattress for about eight hours every evening? God designed us this way? What's this all about? Maybe that's a preview to the next podcast. We'll just talk about sleep. Sleep's the weirdest thing ever. Do you imagine if we were designed not to sleep? My first instinct is, oh my God, I would get so much done. But let's be honest. Oh my God, I would just be so fucking bored. A lot of the time, yeah, you'd get a lot done because you'd always go, yeah, there'll be time for that. There'll be time for that. There'll be time for that. And then 20 hours later, you're just still awake. What day is it? There wouldn't be any delineation between what day is it. You'd just be in a long stretch of life. That is one of the most meaningless points I've ever made on this podcast. We're going to stop here. All right. We're going to just stop here. Ground control to Major Tom. We're going to bring him back down to the surface. We're going to review today's podcast a little bit. We talked about hand sanitizer. Uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Terrible name. 
Talked a little bit about Amy Schumer and dreams. And yeah, yeah, not my best. You know, I realize self-deprecation can be annoying to listen to. Because some of you right now are like, hey, 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 pal, enough. Why don't you just end it without being so hard on yourself? I don't know where that comes from. That's a shame. That's a shame. The element of confidence that's probably missing from this could rub some people the wrong way. I've had a few friends. They go, enough, enough with bashing your own podcast while you're doing it. So I'll make a conscious effort to not do that unless you like it. Unless you're like, hey, I like that. I like the fact that his ego inflates and deflates throughout the podcast. I think we're, we're going to end on a little deflated note, but I guarantee episode 53, I'm coming back with a vengeance. And you know something? I might be bragging about my bracket. I'm in three pools this year. I'm relying on March Madness to send my family to Hawaii. We need a vacation. I think you could probably tell we need a vacation. So do you. I know you do. All right. Drop a rating on iTunes. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Do it. Follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you on Twitter. Let's be Twitter friends. All right. That's episode 52. It's now in the books. I'll talk to you soon.